Inherently Happy, Episode 88, Happy Revenge. Dun, dun, dun. Settle in, kids. This will be a trip. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. You probably think that I'm going to be like, the best revenge is living well. Because balance and growth and niceness and caring goodness. And you'd be right, but only up to a point. You see, I try to be mindful and kindful. But the reason why I have to try is because it does not come naturally to me. Because some of you out there sometimes kind of annoy me. Maybe you're not doing it on purpose and I should just chill. And then again, maybe you are and you need to be taught a lesson for the good of all humanity. Why is that my job? Hey, newsflash, it's everybody's job. We take care of our own. If you know somebody who is failing at being a good person, then you have to decide for yourself what you're going to do about it. But don't worry. We've been doing this as a global community for a while now. And so there are plenty of examples to guide you. Maybe the Salem witch trials aren't the ones to go by or the Inquisition. But maybe just offering some help to your fellow man is enough. Ignoring the problem won't make it go away. If anything, that's how it continues to exist. And just complaining about it doesn't help either. Intervention may be necessary for your family, your friends, and yourself, or for the common good. And now, when I, when I say annoy, I am understating, really. Because the merely annoying may be easy to correct by just asking them to respect boundaries, perhaps. But what about those terrible people you come across who seemed hell-bent on destruction? They may need a much more dedicated and strenuous personality adjustment. They may even need to hit rock bottom before they can start anew. We get into ruts. I get it. We behave a certain way for a prolonged period of time and it's hard to stop. The momentum of emotion, emotion as I call it, and just the way life can sweep you along and make swimming upstream seem impossible. And even if we attempt it, we still have to compete against everyone else. We can get addicted to being ego-driven. And then even if we try to stop, people still expect us to be those same old selfish assholes. We have to really display a huge catastrophic change for everyone, including ourselves, to get the message that a change is a coming. Rock bottom is here and a new chapter is about to begin. It may even seem crazy how drastic it has to be to even make a dent for some of the most extreme cases. But even so, some of your fellow humans are here for you. Happy humans, your happy friends. We don't want you to have to live your life as a pitiful asshole. What kind of stunted and bitter life is that? We want to help you achieve balance and growth and be happy like us. 
and helping others can also help yourself. It seeps in. But then you have to admit and commit. You have to admit who you think is blowing it, even if that person is yourself. And then you have to commit to helping them see that. Because if they don't admit it, then how can you ever hope to change and grow? This is also a perspective shift, going from one that views the person as an asshole, when in fact the person is a victim. We are all happy, right? We start off fresh, innocent, kind, nice, grateful, and present, and then shit happens, and we adapt. And if we lose too many of those happy traits too fast, then we plummet and forget ourselves. We start to hate the things we really want to reach, but can't. We start to hate the people who succeed in our place. We start to hate ourselves. It's what keeps us going, some of us. The chance to exact righteous vengeance when the time is right. If we stop hating, then we run the risk of not being prepared when the opportunity strikes. They say success is opportunity plus preparation. And you'd have me fall asleep at the wheel? That's how I wrecked my car. I'm not doing that again. But hate is only poisonous to the hater. Your revenge is killing you. Let go of the hate. But how? How do you let go of hate just like that? How do you stop holding a grudge when all you really want to do is get revenge? Well, first you have to acknowledge that it's you that's holding on to it. You are the one who picked up a hot, spiky ball of hate that both burns and cuts the harder you squeeze it into your fist and you hold on to it so tight despite the pain and damage it causes to do so, to make sure you don't ever let it go. Except when your enemies are paid back in full. It's a psychic debt that they owe you. A crime against human goodwill. But here's the thing. If you view them as victims that deserve help and empathy, then you're, you'll be able to help them without killing yourself in the process. The only reason you think you need all that hate is because deep down you know it's wrong. And only anger is a loud enough drug to numb you to the pain it causes and will cause should you not let go of it. But how? I know. I got you. Hold up your hand and ball it up. And imagine that your fist is filled with a burning, stabbing, excruciating pain. Don't you want to let it go? And how do you? Do you pray for it? Do you wish for it? Do you fight and scream for it? Or do you just open up your hand and drop it? That's why you have to first acknowledge that you picked the hot, sharp thing up in the first place and then held onto it with an iron grip until now. Second, choose not to want to hold on to it anymore. Not just to not have it anymore, but to not even want it anymore. Because if you just try to get rid of it while secretly still wishing for revenge, then you'll never get rid of it. You'll never be rid of it. So how do you forgive someone selfish becomes the next question. 
Forgiveness may seem like you're abandoning justice and all sense of fair play. But revenge is just a dirty bandage on an infected wound. It doesn't solve the problem. It just kicks at it. And it causes burning, stabbing, excruciating pain for all who see it. But if you're really intent on your vendetta, then maybe you should actually go through with the revenge to see why it's not worth it. Not in reality, mind you, just in your imagination. And add as much detail as possible. Go as wild as you want. Whatever you really want to happen, regardless of the consequence, because it's just an imagining. The end goal is to let go of the hate, remember? Not to convince yourself of the benefit of carrying out the revenge in real, you know, real life. No, don't do that. That just brings the entire human race low. We're trying to go the other way. So if you don't think you can envision a scenario of wishful justice without starting to lose track of your own morality, then maybe get a sponsor, a spotter, join a support group, get the help you need, and go at your own pace. Draw it out with crayons, build it with clay, write it into a story, a song, share it with close friends, or just tell it to yourself. Whatever you have to do, treat it as an immersive exercise of wish fulfillment that is to remain a fantasy merely and possibly a cathartic lesson too. Go as crazy as you want because maybe that will make it seem more outrageous and therefore even less of a temptation to actually execute. So pick someone you hate, think of that person or those people and start making your wish. Work out the logistics, but keep them extreme and unreasonable so you'll never be able to do them for real. Like, Orchestrate to send your enemies on a trip that takes them either to a country with far less governmental oversight or to the legal and moral wilderness of international waters. And then kidnap them and put them in a cell. Uh, A cell that automatically and randomly sprays cold water from nozzles placed all over the walls so your guest or guests are never warm or dry and can never get any sleep. Except from when they pass out from the torture. They are then tended to and fed intravenously in order to be rested and healthy for the next brutal round. Eventually everyone breaks, we're only human, but it's then and only then do they realize that. They become humble, finally, and can start to build themselves back up from a place of kind, mindful generosity of spirit. They can be a good person again. Someone who isn't hurtful, destructive, and mean to others and to themselves. Then they can learn to achieve balance and growth moving forward and eventually become, yes, a happy person. Then a happy friend willing to help others. Then you don't have to hate them anymore because they started over and it's all good now. They apologized, they owned up to their mistakes, they made up for it and showed you the respect they never had before. And you can finally open your hand and let go of the hate because it no longer applies. You got your justice. My daydreams of justice always have that rehabilitation aspect because I've I've messed up before and realized it too late, having already ruined everything. But I would have gladly have taken my lumps 
in some of those cases anyway, if that's what it would have taken to get me back in good. They didn't offer and declined my request. But with me, there's always a chance for redemption after a significant bout of torture in some cases. Because fuck you, cuntheads. You all deserve to almost die on a daily basis until you learn your fucking lesson. And when I get angry and feel bitter, I have to then let myself off the hook. That's the third thing. Forgive. So acknowledge, choose, forgive. Acknowledge hate. It happens, it exists, you feel it. Choose disinterest. Love is not the opposite of hate. Disinterest is the opposite of hate. So you have to choose. You have to tone it down. You have to bleed it off. You have to get rid of it. You have to imagine it. You have to fight it out. You have to scream it out. You, know, you have to get it out and choose that goal of disinterest. I'm not there yet, but I'm, that's where I'm aiming. And once you can get there and you can see things, and you're calm and balanced and you, know, you can look around and be like, oh, wow, everything was turned up so high before. Now I can see. Then you forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for holding on to it for so long, for killing yourself about it, for being such a meanie and like not letting it go and like, you know, sh- just so, so much hatred. And now, now you remember all the conversations you ever had had a slight bitter ten- tinge to them. Damn. So forgive yourself and forgive yourself for being duped by that selfish asshole that duped you in the first place. And forgive, your- forgive yourself for hating. And forgive yourself for letting it all go. That's the final one. Like, oh, I can't, I, I can't believe I held on to this hatred for so long. That's a good one to, 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 to want to get rid of. And you get rid of that one. And then you're like, okay, well, then I guess I've forgiven everything. Yeah, but you're about to let go of the thing you promised you would not, you vowed. I would, I would hold on to this until my dying day. But you actually got your revenge. The person is a better person now and everything's better for it. And so now you can let go of the hate. But now you're like, oh, I promised I wouldn't let this go. Oh, I'm such a bad person. I can't keep my word. Forgive yourself for that. It's okay. Ha ha. Yowza. Uh, 